Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hank's Hot Takes, the fantasy football podcast covering the DHS Alumni Fantasy Football League. Um, had a week off, had a bye week for the podcast, was um, very fortunate enough to be the best man in my sister's wedding. Um, very, very happy. Uh, the wedding was beautiful. Uh, I have a brother, which I've never officially had. I mean, unofficially, you nine definitely count as as brothers, but now, now I got one legally. So lots of good things happened last week. I apologize that I was away, but we have a killer episode for you. Two weeks to recap. We have a new segment alert. And then, as always, the week five picks. Uh, and then we'll cap things off with another Hank's Hot Takes parlay. Um, going to be a good one. Week four was again was my bye week in which I succ- succumb to Team Bullfrog, owned by Eric Skyver. So he's going to be joining us today on the pod. And as of ten fourteen Eastern time, somewhere in New York, there is a very drunk Brett Kokalis running around. So if my week five opponent should show, great. If not, I'm sure we'll bag on him along the way. So without further ado, welcoming on Eric Skyver. What's up, Skip? How's my favorite podcast host? Dude, I, I am great, man. You know, I the podcast grind is, is real. I don't know how people do it three times a week, four times a week, once a week. And I was I was drained. I needed a bye week. So um, I'm fresh. I'm, I'm ready to chirp some of the fellas in the league. Um, but that's enough about me. What what's new with Team Bullfrog? What's going on over in the Windy City? Happy to be two and two. Um, feel like I really uh, am just skating by right now. But you know, a lot of season left. A lot of a lot of opportunity to make some moves. So um, I'm, I'm I'm hanging hanging in there. Busy with work, but um, enjoying the season so far. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Has a uh... Have the very few leaves in the city started to turn yet? Have the what? The leaves. Oh, a little bit, a little bit. Little, uh, it's becoming autumn, I will say. Best time of year. Smelling the barbecue. Football on Sundays, you can't beat it. There's there's something special about fall, whether it's a pumpkin spice latte or absolutely just hanging a booner out in the back 40. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> the it does it doesn't get any better than autumn. I I gotta agree with you. Um, so let's rewind time a little bit here back to week three. We had our first in recent memory uh, three way pod with with both of the um very very long but very well done um, podcast about punishment with Mo and Havi. Um, both of my guests were one and two. Um, both being successful on the Baldus over Skyver pick. Sorry, old bullfrog. Uh, where I was two and one, uh, where they both picked BK over Tal. I was successful riding Grouch's Royal Flush, which also was the highest purse that has ever been in the $5 betting era, which I, um, I claimed. 15 additional dollars. So uh, thanks, Mo, Havy, and BK for your contributions. And a tip of the cap to you, one Tolliver Rogers. But the week was good. Um, I I went to 3-0, and which was fantastic. Uh, took down Summer Breeze. And then um, we already touched on Tall taking over BK. And Bullfrog. Weird week, Jacksonville, not Jacksonville. And what, what happened there in week three? Uh, Jacksonville stinks. So that was a whiff on my part. They're a, they're a cringy watch. It's just, I don't understand it. Um, I, that was the early game. So I was like, just getting up, kind of like half watching it. They're, they're really tough to watch. I, I don't really know how to explain it. But um, yeah, it's, I thought I had, after literally, so week one, there was that, touchdown from Lawrence to Ridley on the first drive I was like oh yeah baby I just I just cracked the code and literally nothing redeeming since so um 
don't really know what's going on, but you know, hoping for some improvement in, in Jacksonville this year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I think literally it was like the it was the, that week one, it was like 102 Eastern time, and you were already up to like 30 points because of of Lawrence to Ridley. And yes, it has been a a not as successful, uh, especially there in week three. But um, as we talked about, Jeffy B had three quarterbacks in three weeks and um, Keenan Allen looked like it was the Keenan Allen of 2015. Um, not that he needed all 148 points, uh, but just, just a kind of a stinker of a week for old Bullfrog who, who obviously uh, bounced back in week four. No, it was a, it was a over by the, the three o'clock window type of day, which is, you know, sometimes it's, you, it's good to have that your afternoon, but it was over. So, you know, nothing to look forward to there. Yeah. Um, and a, a Hank's hot takes first. And I, I must, uh, I must apologize if I have to issue a statement, I will, but in the week in the podcast with Morrison and Havlin, we <laughs> neglected the Jacob Van Hoof, Matt Munzel matchup. Um, Fellas, I, I do apologize. I always trying to give everybody their shine on the show. Uh, so we didn't have any picks for the Munns Van Hoof matchup. Um, we will try and avoid that here in week five. Uh, but Matt Munns, old pro knife, starting to put things together. Unlike the Jacksonville situation, um, the Chargers are looking good. And they are... Um, I think I'm famously quoted calling him a TikTok quarterback in Justin Herbert, where he's he's been good in September, and you know let, let let's see what happens here when it becomes nut cutting time on the actual gridiron. But nevertheless, Matt Munzel collects another dub, and what am I missing here, Skiv? Oh, then we had Hey Hey Captain Jack versus Old Backwoods Cleopatra. Mahomes, Lamar, Cook secures the week three uh, 20 bucks for highest points in a week with 163. Um, not good enough to take the season high, which is still Mo from week two at 176. Uh, nevertheless, got to be happy with a win if you're, K if you're Hey Hey Captain Jack in, in a division matchup against a guy that's starting to get a little bit of confidence under his tires. But I'm, I must admit, if, if we're heading into week five now, this is about the time where you think Moe's attentiveness and patience to run as a fantasy football manager might start to lose a little bit of steam. Yeah, shout out to Cook for starting Raheem Moster. Uh, I can't imagine all the people that had him on his bench scoring 40. So, um, shouts out to that move. And then, yeah, Bills D, defense going for 30. Um, that's just a massive advantage that Brett is also benefit, benefiting from. So, can't really hate on on Mo for scoring 120. I, I haven't scored 120 yet this year. That's like a really good score this year. So, just, just went to the buzzsaw this week nothing you can do yeah and with i remember looking into and this reminded me a little bit of when we had when we formerly had kickers uh, a long ago i was like how the hell did the bills defense have 30 points i'm like what what fantasy metric have we overlooked where you know whatever it is a strip stack recovery by the same guy gets like 12 points or where a kicker kicking a 50 yarder was getting you know nine points or whatever they just absolutely raw dogged the Washington Commanders, and Cook was Cook was the benefactor of it. I mean, he's got the edge in quarterback, tight end, defense. I mean, that's that's the Cook formula, and we're we every year it's the same, and we act surprised. Yeah, and on a like on a week where um Mahomes and Kelsey are fine. I mean, they, they still almost put up 40, but, you know, we, we've seen them do much more than that. And uh, Raheem Mostert, I mean, 
the guy, I mean, they scored 70 points and Raheem Mostert was, was absolutely phenomenal. So again, a tip of the cap to cook there. Um, but yeah, so we, we three came and went and then we did not have a, uh, a week four pod, uh, but we did have week four games and, you know, I think the fantasy football gods said, okay, you're not going to pony up a podcast for the week. Well, here's your first loss. And at the hands of none other than the bullfrog. Yep. I mean, just that was, that was an insane, like, cause all my games were at noon. All our, my whole team was at noon basically. And just, there was like that Rams Colts, like I had Richardson and they were going into OT and then I was like, all right, I wanted to go to OT so that AR can get another shot. But Puka catches the touchdown, finally gets some kind of burst. I think last week I didn't score a single touchdown or maybe two weeks ago. It's been really shitty. So it just felt good to to drive one in and give myself a chance and then sweating out Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson uh, looking good. That's that was that was tense. That's not that's the worst part of fantasy football right there. Just living through that Monday night fade sucks. Yeah. And er, I mean, like midway or almost to the end of the first quarter, like, you know, Zach Wilson is out playing Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, holy, holy shit. I might have an actual shot at this. And I, I hadn't really got my hopes up because I definitely needed a touchdown, but it like, it, it definitely is encouraging for the future of of me as an owner of Garrett Wilson but I wasn't I obviously losing you'd rather win but I do have at the beginning of the season I put a future out on Anthony Richardson to win rookie of the year maybe his offensive rookie of the year I'd have to double check but you know, he, he gets injured in week two, and I was like, oh, man, like, Bijan's starting to cook a little bit. Like, you know, what, what's going on here? And he really catapulted himself back into the top of that conversation. So, yes, uh, Dirty Flip Flops is saddened that we are no longer undefeated, but the, um, like the, the cash-out option for Anthony Richardson only went up. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride that baby till the wheels fall off. So a, a great win, Skiv. Um, and uh, staying within one in, in a huge division matchup will be, you know, might not seem like it now, but that's that's a huge win for later in the season. Yeah, I mean, I got to say kudos on the team this year. Like, you got that scary fucking team that no one wants to play, and that's all you're striving for, really. So, I mean, you're, you're going to be raining points, pretty much booked your playoff ticket. It just time to start making moves thinking about playoffs because you're in jefferson you're like fucking numb to playing him it's just like all right i don't even look at his score i just know it's going to be like 25 at least so um congrats nailed the dolphins tyreek is also just the scariest guy to watch against your team like it's it's a different experience but man congrats this year man you got a killer team (laughs) i i i appreciated it it definitely feels a little bit more like as to having a a killer team that we like we we got out of the gates first and you know we we weren't running with people throwing mud up in our faces like it was just it was a nice few weeks this last week definitely brought me back down a little bit to earth where you know when the when the dolphin stack doesn't pop it it is a a substantial hill to climb but nevertheless not complaining about being three and one but definitely saw the uh saw the weaknesses in, in our team you know losing to a um a puka nakua and i gotta say i am by the game falling more and more in love with sam laporta dude i know he didn't have a huge week four for you but he is becoming a pretty consistent target for the honolulu blue He'll be starting the rest of the year. He's he earned it. He's fucking awesome, dude. Just uh, he's a beast. I love how he fights out for extra yards. I know it's like kind of corny, but like he's just he's just a hoss, and he can just snag it out of the air. He did have one drop last week. That was gonna be it's gonna be a nice yeah. conclusion, but man, he's he's fun. We don't need Hawkinson. Like the the Lions bump aside. The tight end world this year, it, to me, seems like it's weirder 
than it has been in years past. And not only is Sam Laporta becoming a bigger target for golf, he's got the second highest fantasy points as tight end. So it's just, it's a, it's a super great thing to have in a position that is, I mean, I take my team, for example, I don't think I've started the same tight end in any of the first four weeks. So uh, a, a huge, a huge tip of the cap to Sam Laporta and team Bullfrog as we head for week number five. Where to next, Mr. Skyver? Who do you want to bash on? Who do you want to congratulate for a week four? Let's look at um, our lost con- uh, one or supposed to be co-host today. Juicing the drought versus Foggy Dew. A little shootout here for a little bit, but um, juicing the drought, taking down, taking down Jeff, who's got love Jeff squad this year. Yeah, I, me, me too. I, I, I like Jeff's team a lot. Um, and I've been, I've been trying to poke that Brett Bear. I, I, I called it out in the group meet that I would have put Fiverr on, uh, Fiverr on Foggy Dew and, and BK had nothing for me. And I mean, th- thankfully, so put together a, a monstrous performance. And, and like you said, um, he, he received 25 points from his defense and Jalen Hurts is starting to look like the Jalen Hurts that won Eric Cook a mug. So um, really nothing that Jeff did wrong. Just you're never – it's going to be so hard to beat a team that has four dudes, including a defense, with 20-plus points. Yeah, Brett's team is kind of cookish this year, I would say. It just kind of looks like a team Cook would draft. Um, killer pickup on Kyron Williams – I kind of laughed at the bid, but couldn't have been more right on him. Probably still didn't have to bid that much, but who gives a shit? Kyron Williams is an RB1, so like that's that's great. And Tony Pollard is just, you know how I feel about Tony Pollard. Really like Brett's team, um, and he just has that ability to go for 140, so something that I currently don't possess. So Jeff's team, um, really, really well put together. DeAndre Swift, just we all just whiffed on that. Like he was sitting right there. What was he a buck? I don't. Even, I think it's maybe two dollars. And then obviously Kamara coming back. So um, Jeff's team, once the Bengals figure it out, is going to be a problem. He's playing a little roulette on. I mean, he's had Kirk and George Kittle in there the whole time, but you feel like maybe those are his weak points and an opportunity to improve. But just a rock solid standard baldest team, dude. And the. The, the absolute hilarious stat of the week is Alvin Kamara had more carries and receptions than he did points. He had 11 carries and 13 receptions for 14.9 points. That has got to be one of the craziest fantasy football statistical anomalies that there's ever been. That's insane. I, I didn't watch a second of that game. I don't think I watched a second of the Saints last year either. Like, I just hate Dennis Allen, and I don't like Derek Carr. I, just, I didn't watch a second of that, but, I mean, that's I don't know what happened with Alvin Kamara, but he's he's back. So that's just another thing we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, not, not, not too worried about Jeff's team. I'll, I'll certainly say that, and I, I think my – my beef thus far with BK's team is it's just it was just two polar opposite draft styles. He went he went the the running back route while you know just just fishing in the very large wide receiver pool. Where I went super wide receiver heavy and you know doing the opposite in the running back room. So you know I guess I really don't want either team to win as they're both in my division, but both both teams have some playoffs written all over them. I mean, Cowboys are a huge edge week to week. I mean, probably maybe not this week for San Francisco, but like that's just a, that's an an edge you have. So another year of overlooking defenses, and they're just a huge difference maker from week to week. So yeah, it's those top few defenses or a, a good defense against a bad offense is really starting to show it. Uh, Show, show its face here as we hit the, you know, about 30% through the season. And then you got Mo, 
You got Backwoods, Cleopatra against Grouch's Royal Flush. Um, more of your traditional fantasy football match in 112 to 82. Tolliver's team is just – it's another Tolliver team where he's probably not going to make the playoffs, but most likely around week 13 and 14, Joe Burrow is going to go absolutely alien shit to make sure the Bengals, you know, make the playoffs. So Tall won't ever see, you know, won't ever see another punishment. But I just, oh, a big win, a big win for Mo to stay at two and two. And you're, you're going to be hard pressed to lose a game when you have one guy scoring 45 fucking points. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for Tower, man. That sucks. Like, I mean, we all went in. We all love the stack, but you know what doesn't work is when the stack sucks, and you just maybe it's better to diversify that risk and and go elsewhere because um, what looks like a really good stack is absolutely murdering his team right now, and he's um, unable to put up 100 points. It's a bad place to be, but you know, having HN that's obviously major kudos there, and I saw he had HN in his other team, so. I've, what a what a move by Grouch snagging him up. He looks amazing. Um, probably one of the fastest running backs I've ever seen. That's a huge edge there. And then um, it's just he's just got to maybe uh, put the put Burrow on the bench for a while and find some. I mean, he picked up Stroud. I really like Stroud. That's a good pickup for him. And just see uh, see if he can maybe get a couple wins here early. And hopefully by the time. Uh, they need to be in in form. The Bengals would be uh, be putting some points up. Yeah, so let's let's briefly an- analyze that. So, I as the man that made the trade with Tolliver and you know both quarterbacks, um, for the lack of a better term, are bad right now. Um, you know, you, you're not even starting. Uh, to or not to uh, um, Trevor Lawrence. You know when you when you made the trade, did you initially feel that it was a 50-50 trade? Did you feel like you got the edge, or was it? Walk me through what what was in your head. You know at at the moment. I mean, I just thought it made sense at that point. The dollars don't matter. I mean, uh, there it was a very fifty-fifty trade in my opinion, um, just based on. Maybe Lawrence having a slight edge in the running department, but Burrow obviously um, just being a, a top fantasy quarterback in the past. And, you know, at that point, I think we were able to put the fact that he had paid more for Lawrence, which was insane. I can't believe um, that happened looking back. But, you know, I really thought it was a fair trade. We both get the stack, but both the stack sucks. So, you know, we both lost. Both should have gone a different direction entirely. Yeah, but I mean, any any of the stacks could have gone nuclear. Any of the stacks could have gone, you know, gone, gone sideways. And that's that's certainly the gamble you take in in a stack. Is it's it's a lot of eggs in one basket, and you know, so far it's that it doesn't seem to be as you know working. For both you or for Tal, but that doesn't mean it won't work. You know when it's when it matters most. So, um, un- unfortunately, didn't work for Tal here in Week Four. Um, and a, a strange situation because Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey combined for you know seventy-five points, damn near beating Tal. But the rest of his team was very lackluster. Um, only one other double fidget double figure figure guy so there was there was a i mean a, a lot of other guys would have beaten mo this week and it's just it's nothing that mo is doing it seems more so that ta has got to make some changes i i'm that's a long-winded way to say i agree with you classic mo team not much needs to be said um mccaffrey's untradeable at this point and he's going to keep make mo relevant all year really that i mean that's just the bottom line yep just just the kind of thing uh 
a manager like Mo needs to keep keep his team here, you know, roll, rolling forward. And then in in the last matchup and the uh, the closest one of the of the week was Toe Knife and Matt Munzel and Hey Hey Captain Jack, uh, a both in the Three Rivers Division. This felt a little bit like a playoff game, uh, and Munz is victorious. Definitely had that playoff game feel. Um, that was that was one that you would go and look at the projected, and it was back and forth. Um, just uh, two really solid teams, and you know both putting up high numbers for this year. So can't really blame either. And you know Raheem Mostert definitely a disappointment after the big big performance there last week, but he's going to be a plug and play for Cook the rest of the year and um, got to commend uh, Munz on his drafts. He, he nailed, uh, he nailed Herbert and just, uh, he's got the wide receiver depth and got a really solid team. I don't know about Madison, but, you know, I think we all want a piece of uh, Munz's receivers and we'll see if uh, he's able to, to get a deal done to, to maybe flip one of those, but, you know, two really good teams that I feel are, you know, I had uh, definitely in the front half of the league leading the way here going in uh, going into week five. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, like Cook has Cook held on to the Bills defense and you know started the Bucks defense successfully for more points. I mean, that's just a <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking savvy move by old Hey Hey Captain Jack and um you know just. Those are the type of things that you do that it's, it's it's okay to take a loss or two here early on in the season, but not trying to jeopardize anything down the road. And totally agree with you on the uh, little toe knife wide receiver room. I, I can imagine there's several people knocking on that door. Um, so with that, Munns extends to three and one, and the the rankings are as follows. We got both myself and Matt Monzel out in front at three and one, uh, leading our division, our respective divisions. I'm in four wins, Munz is in three rivers. And then um, you got a sixth spot of two and twos, which you're going to hear probably in the next few minutes how relevant that may be. Um, and then down at the bottom, you got one and three, Summer Breeze in my division, and one and three. Grouch's Royal Flush in Three Rivers. Um, still so much season left as there's really not much of a runaway yet. No one's undefeated. No one ha- no one is defeated. So lot, lots can happen here. Lots of fantasy football left with you know, some odd 70% of the season left to go. Anything stand out about, this, about the season thus far, Skiv? Any... Massive storylines. I know injuries seem to be plaguing a lot of teams, but just so so far, it's felt like a pretty par for the course fantasy football year. Sorry, I was muted. Um, yeah, do you think we should briefly touch on the summer breeze versus can't sleep? Need more players. We missed that one. Um, sure, okay. Huge, huge win for Kamish there, doing what I, I think he anticipated he was going to do after drafting his teams, putting up, you know, having his wide receivers rake in at least 50 points. And um, obviously, we all we all love David Montgomery on this podcast. So um, really big week for Van Huff, uh, putting up some putting up a, a nice stat line there. And then um, Haviland just staying alive right now. Obviously, we want a piece of his stack he's got, but um, the pieces around going need to need to make some moves. And obviously, Aaron, I, he kind of live, live and dies by Aaron Jones right now. As weird as that sounds, just kind of needing that RB1 production to to kind of keep him, keep him afloat. So um, I, I believe in Haviland to make the moves necessary to get it right and um, be in playoff contention. So inter- interesting to, interested to see what happens there. And um but yeah in general the season's been there's been a lot of parity i feel like and there's this many two and two teams i don't know i don't know if we've seen a a year like this so far but it's anyone's game right now 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I totally forgot that we missed the matchup. I, I, I must be losing it here. As it must be part of becoming a father. You just start things going one ear and out the other. Um, but Van Hoof at 145.6 is the week four highest scorer. Uh, so, so 20 bucks stays in Kamish's pocket. Uh, again, not not higher than Moe's 176. So Moe still retains that title for another week. Um, and, and and like you said, it, to me, it, it feels great in this matchup that the Green Bay Packers combined for 2.5 points. Where David Montgomery went for you know for 33 points. That guy is an absolute stud. I I was. I was partial to him before he was the lion and, and I, I love him even more now. So a great win for Van Hoof. Um, it wasn't, wasn't a must win for Javi. It was, it, it felt pretty close. Um, only two games back. There's, there's lots of easier schedule ahead for old summer breeze. Um, but yeah, you, you that's, that's three straight and it, He's got Bullfrog, Grouch's Royal Flush, and Toe Knife here in the next three weeks. So that's a big matchup for you too, Skiv. Absolutely. Um, need to pad as many early wins as I can here to keep in contention and hopefully set myself up for a playoff run. But I need every single point I can muster together right now. It's the type of season we're having over here at Bullfrog Enterprise. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I think, and I don't want to jump the gun here. We will do the Hank's hot takes awards at the end of the season, but I think so far you might be a contender for best team name of the year. I love it, man. I, it just kind of came to me and um, now you can make your team name one word, which is new. So fully took advantage of that this year and went with the went with bullfrog. <laughs> Dude, I I absolutely love it. What a recap. That that's two weeks of recaps, which brings us up to week five. But before we do, we're gonna have a new segment alert. Um Skib, you wanna intro this? Cause this was this this was of your design. Yeah. Um simple game, something we all know, something we all have done. Um fuck one, kill one, marry one. With teams, I'm going to throw you three teams and you're going to decide which one you're going to fuck, which one you're going to kill, and which one you're going to marry. So let me uh, let me give you Summer Breeze, the Foggy Dew, and Grouch's Royal Flush. You got to fuck one, kill one, marry one. Go. All right. So any... Any context is this only for week five? Is it however the hell I want to I want to perceive it? Any parameters before I before I spin? I'll leave it open open for your interpretation. But you know, I'd be thinking generally. Fuck one would be short term use. Marry one would be you, you see a lot of long term potential, and kill one. Self explanatory. Yep, I, I I think we are on the exact same page there. Ooh, fuck one, marry one, kill one. I I, I think the I think there's an obvious, which I, I'll start with the kill. Um, I'm I'm killing Grouch's team. I'm I I don't want any part of that. I don't want to manage it. I don't want to. I don't want to go near that with a ten foot pole. So, give me a forty five caliber putting it right between the eyeballs of let's say Jahan Dotson and Romeo Dobbs and I'm done with it. So Paul, thanks for playing. Now this is tricky because part of me wants to marry Foggy Dew. He's coming off of a fresh mug. There's lots of potential on the upside for this team. Things you could invest in, things you want to be around for. You want to make sure there's pictures of this shit hanging in your house. So it'd be like a beautiful wedding. Beautiful I, I, wedding. I, I, I like the idea of marrying marrying Foggy Dew, and I think I'm gonna 
I'm gonna I'm gonna submit that. I'm gonna submit marrying Foggy Dew, and not to get ahead of myself here, but I'm gonna fuck Summer Breeze because I think there's a Week Five win in the very very near future, and then I could wipe my hands clean of it and, and head back home towards Dewey. <laughs> Uh, I'm enjoying the segment. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well said, my man. Yep. I, I so not wait for that wedding. <laughs> so, so to to summarize, I, I'm I'm getting rid of tall. I'm, I'm gonna have a one nighter with Havy, and then Jeffy B and I are gonna take that strut. Oh, dude. I think I would have said the same. Well, good. So, came up with this idea. And I've been really enjoying crunching the numbers lately. So before I can tell you your three, your three selections that you have to choose from, bear with me here. This might take a second, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down some numbers if that's all right, Skev. Go for it. Okay. So I was, I was curious to see if there was any correlation through four weeks and the champion. What is there anything that sticks out? Is it points? Is it wins? What 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 are what stands out through four weeks? And I found some very very interesting figures, which basically I have figured out. There is only three potential teams that can win this year based on these numbers, and so so here we go. So since 2013, since we started keeping historical data in this fantasy football league so i have 10 years worth of data the champion through four weeks has been two and two it's not crazy that's not it's not anything significant but it, it is interesting to point out that there's never been a champion that was four and oh and there has never been a champion that was one and three or oh and four so right away that gets rid of two potential champions here in Havy and in Tall. Still with me? I'm with you. Okay. So then I looked at, well, what happens in week five? And in the auction era, all of the teams that were two and two and one in week five received um, or were champions. And the statistic is true all the way back through 2013, where seven of the 10 two and two teams that played in week five won and then were indeed champions. So if you're two and two and you win in week five, you're in, you're online to become a champion, which that now knocks out both myself and Toe Knife leaving six two and two teams remaining and you have to win in week five to be considered a champion based on this data. Still follow me. I'm with you. Okay. And then the last one, which I thought was so hilarious and I, I, I can't help but laugh in the auction era and in seven of the 10 years that we have historical data to look at. The champion has been two and two through four weeks. They have won week five, and they have always been in Moe's division. We're getting so, there. So if you're two and two, you have a week five dub, and you're in Moe's division, which in the auction era, all all of the champions have come out of whatever division Mo is in. That leaves you with three potential champions. You have Eric Cook and Hey Hey Captain Jack. You have Can't Sleep, Need More Players, Jacob Van Hoof, and he is in his own division, Backwoods Cleopatra in Mo. So well, we yeah, can we can eliminate that, that one. That is your fuck one, marry one, kill one by the numbers. Yeah, it should be, first of all, great, great intro. I mean, that was, that was amazing. And it really makes you wonder, like, what, I mean, 
correlation is not equal causation, but that's that's really interesting. Maybe maybe the the grind early earlier in the season um, brings you to to make more risks, and that pays off. Who knows? Very interesting though. Should be it should come to no surprise that I'm going to kill my rival Mo. As enticing as um, beautiful Christian McCaffrey is, um, he's I'm taking him behind the shed, and I'm I'm putting him down. Sorry, old boy. Um, going to I'm gonna marry um I'm gonna marry Cook. Just got it. Right? He's like I feel like I feel like long term that's just he'd he'd treat me well. You know, I'd move up to, to Minnesota for him. He's got the house. Um we can renovate it, it'd be great. So like his team as well. Let's let's marry Cook and that leaves me um banging Banging hoof. He's got a fun team. I love Montgomery. He's got the he's got the wide receivers, and we're fucking. But I'm not gonna call back, and I'm gonna marry Mary Cook. So um, that's what I got for you there. Wow. And to to make things even juicier, the hoof and Cook will play each other here in Week Five. So. A potent, there's a potential that there could only be one remaining candidate left in the in the scenario provided. So Eric Skyver is going to marry hey hey Captain Jack and Cook. He is absolutely taking Mo out behind the woodshed and get, getting rid of getting rid of backwoods Cleopatra, and he is going to be having one fun night in New York City with one Jacob Van Hoof, a phenomenally weird segment, but that was a lot of fun. I'm just realizing this is on Spotify now, but worth it. Well, don't, don't worry. Our, uh, the, the demographic of which we have for listeners are um, males <laughs> ages 28 through 34. And um, I think, only listening to in like four different cities so not not too worried that this is going to hit too many different ears quite yet yeah i mean i have xbox live chat logs that could end my career so this is probably <laughs> just a drop in the bucket yeah i i think all this solidifies um is on top of a pile of of horrible facebook posts in 2008 um i'm not running for political i'm not running for politics anytime soon <laughs> Ain't that right? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, we've made it all the way to week five, and not surprisingly so, we have not heard a peep from Brett. I wish I, I wish I had a cam on his drunk ass right now, stumbling around the big city. Good yeah. night, Brett. And I, I gotta believe. It's one of the easier places to figure out because everything is numbered. Like, it's just a big fucking grid, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking nuts. Just taking the train everywhere. It's, yeah, you're gridlocked. Just got to keep his ass away from uh, the online blackjack and we're good. Yeah, stay out of any of the casinos and the virtual ones and... Uh, well, I guess that that leads to to week five and I guess dirty flip flops and juice in the drought. There's there's no BK here, so um, skiv. I guess any I guess this can serve as a warm up for you. Um, thoughts on the matchup here between dirty flip flops and juice in the drought. Um, yeah, just taking the taking the Dolphins stack with. Um, Jefferson and riding, uh, riding dirty flip-flops. Um, that is no slight to Brett's team. Um, I, I really, really like Brett's team. I just, I like, um, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill on the same team. So really easy pick for me. Um, and it's no, no disrespect to the, the juice man. Cause I think, um, he has, uh, he has a team that is, um, Primed for playoffs, and he might be uh, shutting us up, but probably not if history um, if history repeats itself. So, um, but I'm gonna, I got to go with your teammate. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic, um, as, as I rightfully should be with my own team, but more so because um, I, I think the Tony Pollard Express uh, you know, hit a little bit of a New England bump uh, last week, and now they got to play San Francisco. So really hoping that, that he is, you know, he's suffocated by that very strong defense. And then and you're asking Jalen Hurts to do a lot. So I, I'm optimistic the boys are ready. Hope, hopefully we're going to play a little hungry after a, after a tough loss to Bullfrog. But I, I will certainly take the confidence boost. So appreciate that, Skiv. And without further ado, the $5 um, pick is available starting now for any of the next four picks. And that's to you, Skiv, or to anybody. Um, so where would you like to go first? Let's go to um, the Backwoods Cleopatra Foggy Dew matchup. Currently yeah. the highest projected total of the week. And a um, very close projection, damn near grapes. And shout out, I think it was Hoof for the post that we would have had a um, a grape off back in week four if two, if Hoof and I think it was Tall had played. Is that right? Uh, I think it was, yeah, Hoof and Tall. Wow. Yeah, in, in week three, they both had scored to the hundredth. 103.66, which um, just so hard to get the exact same amount of points, let alone playing each other in one week. Um, but here, here in week five, the um, backwoods Cleopatra and Foggy Dew are um, only separated by about a point and a half. So, Skiv, this one is all yours, my friend. Okay, really tough one to call. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Got my rival on that one. Um, I really like Jeff's team, and I'm I'm just going to I'm going to bank on I'm going to bank on Jamar Chase to get a touchdown this week. I think it's time, and I'm just going to roll with roll with Baldus, and he's consistent. Um, that's my pick. Fuck you, Mo. Yep. Um. This. It, it doesn't get any easier after the last segment. I am absolutely taking Foggy Dew, and I have left Mo for scraps. So uh, give give me Baldus as well. I in in actuality, I don't love picking against Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey, but Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, DeAndre Swift. That's a that's a mouthful of fantasy prowess that. I, I don't think one man can, uh, you know, can can contain. So, yep, that that's an easy one. Baldus in, I think, surprisingly, a shootout. Um, but well, that that's going to be up to Mo if if he can run with the foggy dew. Okay, so then, well, th- this one will be for me. We got Team Bullfrog. Going up against the summer breeze. Wow. My my biggest question is, can the Puka Nakua train continue to roll down the tracks? The guy has been phenomenal. I I think if it were me, and I am not backseat fantasy footballing here, Eric, I'm just telling you what I would do. I think I would physically move him up the depth chart just to let Jalen Waddle and Calvin Ridley know that I'm here. That Puka, that's a, Puka's the that's, man. That's a real, I mean, I'll take your coaching advice, dude. That's a really good point. I'm used to do that, and I'm inspired. I do it right now, my man. And then we, we already kind of sucked up Sam Laporta, which I am – if I had anything, any trade value other than two pieces, I think we would be in in talks for him. But I, I really don't think that that would work well for your team and or mine. Um, but I'm also partial to Anthony Richardson with my um, future rookie bet, which all of these things are leading me to want to go team Bullfrog. But on the other end of things is the deadliest stack in fantasy football right now. and 
a fantasy football manager who I'm assuming is doing all of the research, reading every injury report, projection, doing his doing what two mug holders would do because he he knows he can't go to one and four. So I'm I'm definitely nervous to pick against um, Jake Havlin, but I'm going to. I'm going to ride Bullfrog. I think there's just a lot of upside here. Um, Bijan versus Houston. Um, Brees Hall starting to find something, question mark, because the New York Jets can't pass the ball. And then, of course, already the aforementioned Puka Nakua and Sam Laporta. I, I, I'm taking that all day long, purely out of enjoyment for rooting for the pick. Um, and Josh Allen against Jacksonville is probably going to be a mistake to pick against, but I'm doing it anyway. So, Skiv, I appreciate you picking me. I'm not doing it out of a courtesy to you. I'm doing it because I actually like the squad this week. Thanks, buddy. You're rolling with the rookies. Five rookies in the starting lineup. Let's go. That is, that's a stat. That is absolutely a stat. And then you have what also seems like a playoff matchup. Um, hey, hey, Cat and Jack sitting at two and two, going up against can't sleep, need more players. Also two and two, a huge three rivers rivalry matchup here. Um, what are your thoughts, Skiv? That's so chalky to pick Cook here, but... Just looking at the matchups, I think I got to do it. Um, Mahomes versus Minnesota. Mahomes and Kelsey versus Minnesota. Like, just, that's just going to be, they're going to be raining points. It's going to be a shootout. And I don't love Fields against Washington Thursday night, tomorrow night. That's going to be a rock fight, in my opinion. Partially why I took, picked up the commander's defense. Who knows? I could be extremely wrong. But that's that's my initial thought. And I really gotta, I really just gotta take the chalky pick here and go with Cook. Yeah, and to to that end, Minnesota's defense is Swiss cheese right now. I mean, everything that they play in is a shootout, and I don't think there is a, I don't think there is a team you want to be in a shootout with less, especially a Kansas City team that has shown that they struggle in in those muddy games. So if you get out and running in, in, in a track race, I think KC will win those 99 times out of 100. So I definitely think edge to cook there. It does make it a little chalky to your point. Um, I, you had talked about Oliver and Joe Burrow and how that era is, maybe it's time for a change. Um, as far as wins and losses in the NFL go, I, I think it's time for Justin Fields and the Bears to figure something out. However, it, with that, he puts up tons and tons of fantasy points because he's scrambling for his life. He's got to do it all on his own. And, you know, he's put up almost a 30 spot last week. But outside of that, he has always thrown an interception in all four games that Justin Fields played in, and he has lost a fumble in two of the four. Um, I, I can't, in good faith, pick a team with such a volatile um, leader at the helm. Uh, not to mention Gabe Davis is risky. Zach Ertz is risky. Michael Thomas is risky. This is a 2019 team. Um, but he's got CeeDee Lamb and David Montgomery, which are certainly the positives. It's just not enough for me to go against KC versus Minnesota. And I'm trying to talk myself into going away from it, but I just don't think there's any way. So I'm with you. I think it's Cook. Yep. Move on. Yep. Feels gross, but that's my wife. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, (laughs) <laughs> and then you got Ouch's Royal Flush, uh, a, a team that, that we have decided to send out to pasture and tow knife. Three and one in three rivers and one and three in three rivers. 
Um, I, I think I have to call this a must win for Tall. Um, and Mun's trying to extend or create some sort of lead in the division. An initial thoughts, Skiv? I don't love, uh, pun intended, I don't love Jordan Love, but he has been He's been good. He's a top five fantasy football quarterback right now. And Isaiah Pacheco is starting to become a more prominent piece of that offense, running like a total freak. But I I, I love watching it. And then as we discussed, that's a that's a pretty heavy wide receiver room Munzel has. And but if it's gonna become a low one hundreds fantasy football matchup that's one tall how can swing some bloody knuckles in so I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say i gotta go with grouch here i've been looking at this one for a minute just based on months and with losing out losing out on herbert this week i don't love etn versus buffalo i don't like madison um and I just got to go with Grouch to grind out a win here. Love the Stroud pickup. Love A-Chan versus the Giants. I don't see the Giants being be able to figure out how to stop the Dolphins. So um, I like Grouch to get a, to put up 117 points this week and grind out a win. Yeah, that, that's well said. And, you know, I, I, I did select him in my kill. Um, it's it's not necessarily that you were the ugliest tall. It was the other two selections. You know, had a little bit better ass, and one was one was coming from money and things like that. So so don't take it personally. But I I, I did bury you, and and that's got to mean something. So I, I'm going with toe knife a team. I always seem to talk myself into year in and year out. I know in week two I, I had some unfavorable things to say about. Um, one toe knife, but I, I don't think the I don't think the losing starts here for Munz against Tall. I'm I'm taking Munzel, and I'll probably regret these words, but I I, I think it's Munz by a landslide. You got yourself a bet, my friend. Copy that, young sir. All right, so I'm in for Munzel. Or Skiv has Tall. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Okay, perfect. So in conclusion, both of us taking Jeff over Mo, both of us taking Cook over Van Hoof, and then a split house here. Uh, I got Monzel, and then you have Tal. And as a as a, as a very nice um, cheers of, of our cold beverages here, we both selected each other. Uh, neither of those are 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 up for are up for selection. I, I guess perhaps I'm open to it. But uh, feel free to come at me for any of those. And those are your week five picks. Oh, dude, I think we're going three here. I'm going three and all. Oh, I love my picks. A great value. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let, let, let's land this plane then, man. We got one last thing here. We have Hank's Hot Takes Parlay. Um, we took off week four. We, we were on a bye, but let's, let's discuss week three. Let me just re- go over it real quick. Um, not our best. We um, we have only been one leg shy once, um, and we were one for three in week three. Mo, shout out Mo. He had the under in the Pats Jets game, and then both Javi and I were unsuccessful in our selections. Um, but I guess that's where we'll start because both um, Havi and Morrison are in on the week five Hank's Hot Takes Parlay, starting with Moe's pick. And he is going Bills minus five and a half versus the Jaguars. Uh, Moe um, did not provide any comment, just Bills minus five versus Jags, he says. And then Havi, um, he, was, he felt a little... Um, a little apprehensive to submit a pick, but he did nevertheless. He went Chiefs minus four versus the Vikings. I, I love I love betting on both of those teams just because they're good. So we got 
Bills minus five, Chiefs minus four. Eric Skyver, how would you like to add to the parlay there, good sir? I'm gonna hit you with the most boring pick of all time. This is this is this is not gonna be fun, but I, I believe in it. Patriots minus one versus New Orleans at home. Derek Carr sucks. Saints are boring. Belichick has never been one in three, or he hasn't in I don't know how many years. Um, I I think the Patriots grind out a win and beat the shitty Saints and Derek Carr, and it's a boring minus one minus one pick here. Let's throw that in the mix. See what happens. Wow, I love it. I'm seeing them at plus one. Is, is that is that even better? I mean, you might as well take the money line. Sure. All right. Let's do that then. See see how that entices our odds here. Yeah, they're minus one in my book. That's interesting. Yeah. He's in FanDuel. Now I got the the bookie. The college nice. bookie. <laughs> Some fucking oh, yeah. bro I, in I, Colorado. I, I, Right, because it's still illegal in Illinois, eh? Um, I, you actually, it's not illegal, but there are some like facets of gambling that are illegal. I'm not sure which ones. I have not used. I've used the same bookie for years, so wouldn't know. Gotcha. Yeah, m- moving it to money line uh, buys us a few. Uh, it moves the needle a few points, so certainly not a bad idea. I, I always, I always think that's interesting. The the plus one, minus one. Where, I mean, unless you're forecasting a tie, or or, or what am I missing there? Um, it's it's just just the way it works out. Sometimes you can just push. I think a parlay, you push you, and you can still win your bet. It just doesn't affect it. So it's kind of a Vegas. I don't know. I'm sure who could explain this better than I can, but. Just the way the math right. shakes out, we'll put it that way. Yeah, it, it, it really just brings the push into play. That, that, that's well said. But I, I feel like if you're gonna gonna select something plus one or minus one, like take the value of money line if it affords it for you. Yeah, no, but how fun is that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then I'm gonna bring it home with the Homer pick. Like. Uh, I don't think I've ever said this out loud, and this is going to be fun to say, but I'm taking the Detroit Lions minus 10 versus the Carolina Panthers. I don't think I've ever seen the Lions a 10-point favorite ever, and I am I'm so drunk on blue Kool-Aid right now, I can't even describe how much fun I'm having. Where three years ago, flash it back three years ago, I would – hopefully potentially possibly catch some of the game whether i'm watching it got things to do around the house hunting baseball whatever it may be i you know i try to make it watch a lions game and these last two years it is it is a part of my week now it is i am making sure i'm available thursday we part of missing hank's hot takes last week was to watch the lions making sure that i am free and available for that four-hour window and I'm having so much fun as a Lions fan right now. That's a good point. I don't think I've ever seen him at that high of a number either. That line kind of creeped up. I think it started at nine, but maybe even eight and a half. But yeah, dude, it's it's amazing. Um, really, really believe in this, and it's just fun to it's fun to win. Yeah, nothing like it. I will be tailgating <laughs> at Ford Field this weekend. Not going to the game, but it's going to be electric. Oh, yeah. We were uh, – I went downtown for the first home game. Dude, it was incredible. Like, we went we went outside, and one of our – one of the go-to places down there right by the stadium is the Tin Cup. And we got this cool outdoor area and rooftop bar, and it was dude, nuts to butts. Honolulu blue everywhere, man. It's It's one of those things where I'm – I, I'm really trying to enjoy each and every week because, you know, we've been so miserable as football fans for so long and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. So I'm just cherishing every, every week. Cause this is, this is something that 
we have never quite seen in our lifetime. So it, it's tons and tons of fun to be around. You're gonna have a blast, man. You know, you know they're good when my dad is like really excited about it. My whole life, he's been the most negative Lions fan. He is, he is so in. It's insane for me to, to see. And man, we got a we got a chance for revenge this weekend against a team that whooped their ass last year and took us out of the playoffs essentially. So um, let's just keep stacking them. Wow, I. I, I love it, man. And so that puts our parlay as, as a four-legger at plus 1240. So everyone's in. We got 20 bucks, 20 to win, 250, which would be a nice little chunk of change for each uh, each participating member that's locked in. Got a good feeling about about that one, Skiv. So let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Everyone should be getting this uh, Thursday morning or maybe listening to it. Uh, on Sunday, but Skiv, as always, the last word is yours, my friend. Bullfrog. You heard it here, folks. <laughs>